0: Welcome to today's show, and with me I've got Chris, Chris Wiem and Hanali von der Merwe, and they are from Barker and Quinn, this amazing sorry. new gin in their drums. What's it? There's tonic water, it's actually
1: tonic water. Oh,
0: sorry, sorry. There's so tonic water with Hanmeri Gin.
1: Dasai. Dasai, so
0: tonic water. So you two guys started this business, and... Um, when was it? I met you about a year
1: ago, honey. Yes, uh, basically a year ago. We bottled for the first time on the 27th of August, 2016. But uh, obviously, they, mm-hmm. they went a lot of uh, work into it prior to bottling diet. Mm-hmm. So, it, it was an idea that... Whose idea? It was my idea.
0: Okay. Just for the which
1: I <laughs> Which I got... Coincidentally Chris was so, with me when I got this idea. Okay. So that's also something that And that's
0: because you work together.
1: Yes, we work together in our day jobs. And uh, we uh, have were Have you still got your day job? Nia. Yeah. I, I actually just just left my day job end okay. of in uh, of August. So and I'm so I'm now I'm now out there out there on my own.
0: And now it's so called Chris Observer.
1: Yes, now I'm with Madoff, with the corpse.
2: Well, honey's just told the whole story, now, I, now I, everything about Barker and Quinn. <laughs> but yeah, it, it started a year ago, and I think that um, it's, everything that's happened uh, since I think August last year was magical for us. Mm. Um, we didn't realize that this thing would go the route it went, because we envisioned something completely different for Barker and Quinn, but it just took off. It's got its own life. it got its yes. own life, the river just took its own course yeah. and um, the amount of people that, that we've met in this past 12 months and the kind of people it's all wonderful it's yeah. great people The industry, it's a whole different industry for us and um, I reckon there's a whole lot of good things lying ahead I mean mm. we didn't expect the, 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 the business to diversify at the moment we're diversifying our business and because of Handley's chemistry background people are busy phoning Two Green Lemons, which is the holding company for Barker & Quinn, to develop them products. And okay. we didn't expect that at all. And um, it, if we're going to develop something for someone, we're going to do the high-end, not just any synthetic product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's not, let's not jump. No, let's start I, I, at the beginning. I actually
1: want to take you back to mm. the beginning because yeah. now you, you you've got an interesting you know. story. You've, hey? you've actually heard... Um, where we are now We are a fully operational business yeah. But it, it all started It was humble beginnings, it mm-hmm. was a thought It was a mere idea, an idea that sat with me On my chest every single day For months yeah, Three months, uh, almost, four months So since November 2015 mm. Until um, About February in 2017, uh, 16, 16. No, 2015 to 16, cool. I was sitting with this idea Telling um, Chris And my other friends that somebody must make a proper tonic water because we don't have any local um, high-end, uh, your natural type of tonic waters okay. like we, we found in, in, in Europe. Um, and mainly, actually, from a, a consumer point of view, yeah. I just wanted to be able to buy one.
0: And you experienced uh, that uh, because you travelled uh, where did you say, to Portugal? To Portugal,
1: yeah. Because uh, that's where you get to Corks. Yes, okay. yes.
0: You both work for a cork company. Cork Supplies. Cork Supplies, cork supplies. okay. Yes, yes.
1: So, so in this uh, Cork visits to Portugal, we experienced that. You it.
0: came across some gin in it.
1: Listen here, yeah? everywhere you entertain people, it's, it's a trolley here and it's a menu there and you have selection.
0: trolleys of, of gin. gin.
1: Trolleys, Listen, your time. listen guys, yeah? you have yeah. to
0: serve your trolleys
1: tro- full of gin. Trolleys <laughs> full of gin, okay. Anyway, so you've got so many options and it was not only for gin. It so the, the trolley well.
0: gin on it and tonic. Yes. But only the one
2: tonic. I uh, had this one tonic. What fever no, yeah. no, tree? No,
1: one that stood out, but yeah. they had a lot of options. Okay. Yeah. So for us, fever tree stood out in our in our um, visit, but they they had options. So yeah. you pair this gin with that tonic. They also give you almost like like um, the wine industry. They will tell you have this Chardonnay with this dish, and yeah. it was almost like that. This okay. gin you have with that tonic, and they give you some pointers when you when with you
0: make a And, you all that, like, yes. and, and stuff. this is your
1: garnish and whatever. So it was a lot of fun. And and we actually, or for myself, uh, I wanted to do that here as well. And Mm -hmm. and then I was like, hmm, where's the tonic water? So that's when the idea started. Somebody must make tonic water. And it ended up being, I'm going to make tonic water. Which is a similar story
0: to Lucy and Lee Lee in Spain, isn't it? so I mean, if you didn't if you don't know about Lucy and Lee, just listen to the podcast interview a couple of months back where i talked where I chatted with Lucy.
1: Yes, the, I think the only difference in our story was that I got my idea in Portugal and, and she got her idea in Spain, Spain yeah yes
0: Next so door. yeah
1: it's it's quite similar
0: and she had a bank full of uh, of uh, pound or of, Euros. of uh, yeah. She was a banker. So, no, she was a lawyer. High street lawyer high street lawyer money, pound money. Which makes a huge difference, I guess, than working for Cork Supply.
1: Totally. So, um, from that point of view, um, the money, uh, our startup money came from our own pockets. So, um, annuity that I've accumulated over my seven years with Cork Supply got paid out. And I, that's my slashing into this designer. pocket couldn't Designer <laughs> bill because our yeah. um, obviously our label design is so beautiful. It's by Homan Small in Stellenbosch, and um, and that comes with um, a price tag. with a price tag. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so tell us about, about, about that name. name.
1: Homan Small. Yeah. Hermann Small designers is, is two designers that's been doing wine labels in our mm. industry for thirty years, twenty-five yeah, years. Thirty years. Yes. Okay. And um, and and th- that was. I must say, one of the genius things that Chris uh, actually enticed me on. to do, yes, he said, if you're looking for a designer, that's even before we thought that we're going to be actually um, a, a business partners, yeah. he said, listen here as a friend, I'm telling you, that's the design I was to use, and um, lo and behold, you were right, and, and they were fantastic, they took our hand, they did a lot of research worth.
0: and
2: there was, was no name when you started or was there <laughs> there was there was a couple of names and... <laughs> come I'm on say it a it's terrible we came up with a few names between the two of us mm. Laurel and Hardy or... Yeah. So, so Laurel and Hardy names. And we, we thought, yes, we've got some great names going here.
1: I actually, <laughs> my son, I think Laurel and Hardy would have been a step up from, <laughs>
2: from what we had.
1: Yes, it was now, it was terrible.
2: We presented our names actually to Eddie Homan, which is the chief designer of the company. And he just looked at the list and he goes, mm-hmm, okay, so then yeah, I'll get back to you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, we immediately knew that the excitement we had surrounding our names only existed within the walls of our own thoughts okay. it was not going to fly um, I will give you one just for laughs okay. because everyone needs to laugh once in a while so guys I present to you, are you ready? green fire
2: green fire,
1: yes. ok that was one
0: option I we'll yeah. yeah.
1: believe it at that <laughs> <laughs> so luckily that was scanned by um, experts. Okay. Experts in um, branding.
2: Okay. Thank and that's to important. Eddie and Linda. Yeah, and okay. that's, Thank you, Eddie and Linda, from the bottom of hearts.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's, that's a big, a big lesson. I've got, I've got, some, got some wonderful some friends in the, in the beer industry yes. in particular that don't like it when I tell them their children are ugly. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And... The Sock was brave enough to tell you, and you were brave enough to listen yes. when he told you your children are ugly. And yes. let me
1: tell you, for me, which is a very stubborn person, yeah. um, and I can, I can get stuck on something, uh, it was really difficult to, to lose that control
0: mm-hmm.
1: over what I thought was going to be freaking amazing.
0: <laughs> and um,
1: yeah, But Chris was there to, to, to step in and tell me, listen, yeah, this would be the right route to do, okay. and... and there it
0: is. But before you did that, you, you told me that you worked on the markets with your concoction.
1: Yes, so we had the, the concoction going in my house.
0: Right. Ah, so, okay. so
1: I can tell you a little bit about how to make a tonic yes. water at home. Yes. A, quick, a quick review. Please. <laughs> so basically you've got all fresh ingredients going into a tonic water. Yeah. And it is very similar to what you would use when making a, a classic London dry gin. And um, yeah, did you know? It? No. Okay. So uh, basically, you've got the most important part is your, your citrus um, rinds. Yeah. And you use orange, lemon, uh, lime, and grapefruit in any combination of your.
0: So, how bizarre. do you get the rinds? You just peel all the. So, at,
1: at home, you use your little rinder. A rinder. Mm-hmm. You know that little thing so with you, the. So, you don't palm. take don't the take white, white stuff, stuff in? No white stuff. Okay. You just get your, your zest.
0: What is the white stuff
2: called?
1: Um I I actually don't know the it's white no stuff name. beneath it's the rind between yeah. the rind and fruit.
2: <laughs> the fruit the tannin stuff the bitter stuff the bitter yeah. stuff yeah. okay
1: so you use your your zest and um you can you can to um, dry it or...? yeah yeah okay. you just fresh mm-hmm. and then um that's the one part and the other part obviously is the the juniper berry that mm-hmm. is the the gin ang- tonic yep the gin angle comes okay. in as well as as is coriander yeah. So that's two main ingredients of a London Dry. It's it's your, your the coriander, coriander the seed. seed. yeah. So those two things, those two things, and then um, and then uh, other Indian spices like cardamom and star anise okay. and things like that. That's it all like Indian a, tonic water. Yeah. And um, and in, in our case also a small bit of lavender. Okay. So it's it's actually a complex.
0: So how do you make it at home?
1: Mix. So so you take all these things. Yeah. You put it into water, and you've got two options. Either it's just cold-soaked to get all the the flavors out, or you can cook it. Okay. So I cold-soaked just because I was new at it. Um, Listen, I actually uh, must just rewind one second and say that when I started with the idea of making the tonic water, I went, like anyone from this century, straight to Google, our friend Google. Okay. <laughs> and, and from Google I got my first recipe and worked from there. I also didn't know all these
0: So your, your recipe has been Googled down from generation to generation? I'm
1: telling you, <laughs> it's been Googled many centuries um, ago to now. Okay. So, so it's a, it, it is actually an old recipe that I found um, on Google. um, and and I did it and then start to play with it a little bit so you've got your two days of soaking and then you remove your your pulp from the water and that water is the essence of your tonic, it's like a tea so it's like a tea. Oh, we forgot to mention that you have to have your your quinine in there.
0: Yes, I was okay. wondering.
1: So in otherwise, this time,
0: you get malaria.
1: Exactly, and that I mean that is why we drink gin and tonics, guys. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> okay, so so what I used was Artemisia. Artemisia is what's available in South Africa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's also interesting stories surrounding that Artemisia. Artemisia is a... Uh, the is the
0: English word for that? Yeah,
1: that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> the, the more common word that we know around here is wormwood. Okay. So wormwood is where you Which get your... Roger puts it in his... Yes.
0: Roger, Roger puts it in his absinthe, doesn't he?
1: Yes, yes. As well <laughs> as here at your... Uh, uh, 031. Oh, one. Yeah, oh, 031.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, They also, also use that. Oh, 013, right?
0: Oh, 031. Oh, 031, oh, yeah. Okay, guys. So oh, it's
1: <laughs> Anyways... Um, so uh, um, the wormwood I was actually googling for, for getting some chinchona bark and, and I um, found this webpage for South African chinchona bark and it was only there was only when I opened the page on Google a number so I found this number and a guy picks up and he says he's from Oneres <coughs> which is very close to where I, I'm working in Stalmbash at that time so he's very close, and, I'm, uh, and he says, listen here, Chinchana bog, um, as, as you would know, is in South America and the Congo, but here we've got wormwood with the Artemisia, which is similar, that's more available, and guess what, he has got Artemisia in stock, he'll bring it to me. So he brought me a little bag of Artemisia, which is just, it looks like a, the bog was pulled off from a, a green tree, tree a mm. greenish, smallish tree. Crazy. And that was the bark that went into the mixture, and I made a couple of those, and I put it in Grohl's bo- bottles and use um, uh, just a bottle of water and a soda Stream machine to get gas into it, and and, and 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 it was giving it to friends, and everyone tasted it, and and small markets around Stellenbosch yeah. to show them this is a local product. And, and Was
0: it clear or cloudy? Yeah,
1: it's cloudy. It's a, okay. it's a greenish, brownish, if it's, it after a few days brown, because it oxidizes quickly, okay. more fast than you can... Imagine, obviously. What's it
0: like with It
1: was fantastic. It, it mm. tasted good. It, it was more... I'll like, let oh, Chris tell you how it tasted. He's got his own opinion.
2: <laughs> I think it was more cordially than it was sort of tonicky. Yeah.
1: Like um, he said it was like lemonade.
2: It was a bit, a bit, a bit like a cordial lemonade, but it, it was a start uh, mm-hmm. to this whole process.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's actually the part that... I would say it, 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 it got the mind going mm-hmm. and it got the idea to go into a proper um, tonic development setup going. So it was definitely necessary. Okay. Um, it's one of those things that you cannot move past because if you don't know how something is made, yeah. then you cannot be part of a process. Okay.
2: We, we have a few people on our road it's which like a sort of po- a point us in the direction. When she finished the product, I said, listen, okay, this is awesome. Why don't we go to Peter Godkins from Asara Wine? Mm-hmm. He's got this great gin collection. He's a traveller. He's a chef. He knows everything about everything. Mm. He'll give us an opinion. Mm. So we sat down with him and Joseph, his head barman, which is a fantastic guy as well. He's worked out the whole GNT menu at, um, at Zanzibar, Asara. At which, which is the biggest collection of gin. Gen- on the shelf. Yeah. And then they sat down. We, we tasted a lot of gin tonics and we tasted some other tonics as well and... Honey's Tonic came up and Peter Tasty said, yeah, well, it's, it's a start. But if you guys are serious about this, go out and make a proper tonic. You know, it was really like exclam- exclamation. Mm. I,
1: I must just interject. He actually ordered our tonic for 50 bottles a 60 week. 60 bottles. 60 bottles a week. I, I kid you not. Mm-hmm. He ordered, but we actually never delivered because we walked out of there and I told Chris this is going exactly. to happen now. We're going to do this seriously. Okay. Okay, but so... so he ordered the, the homemade one. Pete, Pete Godkin's from Asara. Yes. He said, listen to here, he believes in local stuff. Mm. And I mean, that is amazing. As local as it goes. And you, you can't get more local yeah. than that. And Except uh, his
0: gins are not local. Most of them are <laughs> <you know>, smuggled <laughs> in.
1: Imported <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but in any case, and he's like, he's looking for local produce. Yeah. Yes. And he'll take 60 bottles a week or okay. something like that. I mean, I was actually sitting there thinking, how am I going to produce this in my kitchen every week? Oh, my God, this is a problem. <laughs> but in any case, so, so the first thought from there.
0: So, so yeah, Pete helped you with other people?
1: Yeah, yeah, but we, we'll get to them Will one, you? one okay. at a time, I think, as we as the story progresses. Yeah. So, Lots
2: of great people on the Yeah,
1: road. great people. And and listen, yeah, that is what might this happen, is, yeah. is all the people. But we'll get to each of them as we go along. Yeah. So the second step was... So
0: also, Peter, it's probably the... I mean, it is it is the biggest collection of gin in the country, so I think we should punt it and say they should go... And listeners should all absolutely, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. pop in at Asara, at Zanzibar if they're in the area and where is this at the bottom, bottom of, Africa of
2: Africa somewhere
1: yeah it is uh, very close to Stellenbosch just outside Stellenbosch
2: oh, I so it next was. to
1: Niedlingshof I would say it, beer know, it's too.
2: a sorrow boutique hotel okay. mm-hmm. and if they get to Sanzibar just ask for Joseph or Thierry they're the gin and tonic guys and they know everything about it they know everything about all the gins from Monkey 47 all the way down to Mm. the South African arts and
1: stuff yeah, and it's a beautiful view, great food I mean you mm. cannot go wrong by visiting Asara. Michael
0: Oliver said he'll take me there. Asara. Yes, there we go
1: yeah. <laughs> Another person another that person was really was nice to list. us is Michael Oliver from the start, he immediately saw the product and asked where it's from and he wrote a little piece for us okay. on it and all those He kind also of wrote things.
0: a little piece on my paper book
1: That's oh, nice. nice, you see? He's That's a nice guy. Cool. Cool. He's very nice so cool. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so from, from Pete, we walked out of there And uh, I mean, as I said I told Chris this is going to happen now This is, this is, this is for real <laughs> And this
0: is what, what's the timeline
1: Yeah, but now you know what Now you think At first, all I need to do is I have to scale up
0: yeah. This
1: little production so in bucket, yeah.
0: Brewing in a bucket so like now, all my now we're friends we're going
1: to get a wine tank at a friend mm-hmm. um, We were actually talking to a very good friend Of ours, Rob um, Rob, he owns the farm Haut Espoir in the last little corner oh, of Franchuk. I know Rob. Yes, he and he's also doing some beers and stuff and they've got a nice tasting, tasting room there as well going.
0: I, I know, can I tell you a yeah, story? Yeah. So Rob, like you say, he was doing beer and I was doing my research for my book so I arrived and the gate opened. You know the gate is always closed. There's no way. I don't think there's a button but it was open so I drove in and... I parked, and this massive oak came out he says, what are you doing on my yard? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly ran. Yeah, that's, that's Rob. Robert. That's Rob. He looks Robert. the size of an elephant. Yeah.
1: Hence the gentle giant wine.
0: And his, and his brewery was called Ndlov <inaudible> so which means elephant,
2: doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. He's a
2: good soul. He didn't started, beat me up. <laughs>
1: And he can, he, he, he will be able to, he's, yeah. he's a huge individual, but as big as he, he is, his heart is ever so small, very, very nice guy. Anyway, so, so we spoke to him um, one day about scaling up, using a tank there, he's got facilities, okay. listen here, we're all happy. Then I'm starting to do research on where can I get all these rinds, because now I need kilograms. Kilograms of rinds, kilograms Not of spice. from to I mean, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be rough, okay? Anyway, so halfway through these thoughts, I sort of in my heart got to a point of, this is maybe too big for a person or two persons. This is a thing for like a company, right?
0: Like a family.
1: Like, like this, is, this is quite huge. And, and in the back of my mind, I was going, is it really going to to be doable, you know, mm. and I promise you, the next day I walk into a friend that I've been a colleague type, no, not in the company I work with, but mm. in the wine industry, and she told me she's moving to a product development company, and she's starting in two weeks time, and I'm like, oh, and what products are you developing? Nerve, um sweets, and cool drinks. And I'm like, like tonic water maybe, and she said, of course. And I said, Okay, so I'll give you the Monday to put your plot pot, uh, um, pot plant down and I'll see you on Tuesday at eight o'clock. How's that?
0: You give her what? what?
1: Um, I'll give her some time uh, to put down a pot okay. and
0: Set settle, in, yeah. settle, oh, in. So settle in. Settle in. So the Monday
1: she can settle in on the Tuesday will be her first line. Yeah. And she's like, You serious? And I said, I'm serious. And I told Chris Senior, I found this lady. And um, they've done amazing products, and um, that is available in Kaitan as well. One of the products that I've been part of is Force Ice Deer, for instance. And um, yeah, and it, it just started there. We went with our recipe, and they helped us to create it into something that's so repeatable. So, the, the sky- kitchen
0: recipe into, okay. into a
1: full scale commercial recipe. Okay. So, you, you retain the essence of your thoughts mm. and what you wanted it to be and then they help you to develop it into something that's commercially viable, mm-hmm. repeatable, etc. Scalable, most importantly scalable, mm-hmm. and, and that can be produced in shorter time frames.
0: Sounds much easier than starting a brewery.
1: Totally. totally. <laughs> so, um, they helped us, and it entailed a lot of tasting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: over and over again until you got the right combination, and you, benchmarking. Benchmarking against the products that's now available in our market, um, and uh, till we found the correct blend
0: and I mean the, the experience from your, from your background from the wine industry did, did that help you or was it the, the kitchen cooking in the kitchen that helped you or? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah so my background is um, wine uh, science or knowledge okay. and I, I did a lot of uh, uh, postgraduate studies I did a PhD in winemaking okay. and um that chemistry and microbiological background and all the wine tasting that you can just imagine, I have done over the years, all culminated into that one point of um, oh, an aha moment. <laughs> so I was sitting there and feeling really com- confident to do what I need to do. Okay. But that's also applies where Chris. I mean, because mm-hmm. over the years he's been in the wine industry for 23 years, and he's also a very advertiser. Um, of food and wine mm-hmm. as we all are mm-hmm. and, um, and I mean that was a very good uh, background yeah.
0: a, yeah. a benchmark to check what we're doing yeah, to yeah.
1: make sure that, that, that we are happy with, with what we've got and um, yeah so that was the commercial start of Gwagren Kwin was with that friend of mine and the name of the friend and the company is the only secret that we keep uh, take it to the grave yes okay. yeah. She knows. And you know we're talking about you now. We love you to bits. You're the best.
2: Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so you have to have one 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 good
2: secret. Our intellectual
0: property is right there. In in that one person. In that one person. And we trust
1: her and her company with that. Anyway, (coughs) so uh, yeah, that was the commercial start. And then...
2: You have to bottle. Okay, before you... Just, to... just one mm-hmm. more thing. We, we, we didn't want to go just any tonic. It had to be natural. Yeah, yeah. that's what we, I we was going to host. taste the way certain European tonics taste, like it must be completely natural. Mm. No flavoring colorants or additives. And real quinine, solidly real quinine must be added. And no stevia or any artificial sweetener must be added. So we wanted a proper, proper high-end tonic because you've got all these great gins coming mm. all around us. And then... Why not add a proper tonic at the mm. end of the day? So there is no sweetener.
0: Do you, what do you use to sweeten the thing? Well, just pure cane
1: sugar. Cane sugar, uh, natural yeah. cane sugar. Is it liquid or? It's in liquid form, so it's a. It's basically boils down to a two-to-one uh, sugar, sugar and water syrup, mm. and um, it's 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 actually called Invertex 68. Mm-hmm. It's a product that's widely available. It's used in many. Who makes it?
0: Torajiro. the syrup in Town. Uh,
1: uh, coincidentally, though, one of few uh, very proper sugar houses. They're
0: the only one.
1: On and there. they actually export stuff to Joburg for mm-hmm. bottlings. I mean...
2: Export to Joburg.
1: Export. We, 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 <laughs> we in the,
2: we the Cape live in a can, yeah, our country. It's, it's our you country. country. In, a, in a
0: very dry country. In a very dry
1: country. <laughs> it's, a, it's turning into a desert. We're
0: going to turn the water off if you don't behave. We, <laughs> we have the <laughs> London dry as well. So it's
1: not just yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's... Um, that's the
2: basics Yeah. did
0: you manage to keep it all natural and all that yes. even though it's, it's now I mean to me it now sounds like a laboratory versus a kitchen.
1: kitchen okay so how do you keep it natural okay now I'm gonna tell you so this is this is the little uh, theater session mm-hmm. <laughs> tutorial So how do you keep it natural you need to use natural essence Essence is something that the guys that distill make essence all the time mm-hmm. they distill their botanicals and they get an essence from it. And then they sometimes really explain
0: deep. that. Can you explain that?
1: Um, I'm not that good with distilling, but basically you you've got um, you different styles of distilling.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you cook. If you how do you make an essence?
1: So you um, so you, you boil can
0: something and, dist- and distill it.
1: Yes. So you can do one of two, ty- two uh, ways. So you can boil it physically, mm-hmm. and then um, recapture the essence, or you can boil your your alcohol. You have your botanicals in a little in bag, a tea bag, yes, um, where the vibe, it just vaporizes mm. through it, and then you get an essence as well. Okay. So there's different ways to retain it, and, and that's what how those doctors
0: also. do What are those doctors called? Homeopaths. Yes. They, also they get
1: their little herbs and spices going.
0: Similar thing, or I think idea? it's very it similar. Be.
1: It must be very similar. Because there's because lots there's of views in
2: that stuff, isn't it? <laughs> To get the medicinal values
1: out of the plants. Yes, yeah. the plant. so uh, um, those essence you get um, variations. You get synthetic essence, you get natural essence, and you also get something that they call natural like, which is not great.
0: It's, it's like, like leather red. red. <laughs> <laughs> le- le- leather
1: <laughs> So So basically, you must be very sure that you get correct certification for the um, essence that you use. But there's amazing products out there, um, people that make a living from creating those essences at very high concentrations, so that you only use microliters at a time to produce something.
0: A, aren't so, those called milliliters? No, What's a microliter? A
1: microliter yeah. is even less. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a thousand times uh, less, less than yes. oh, a okay. milliliter. So. Uh, um, so basically, you use microliters of this essence in, in say, 10,000 litres of a, of a mix. And uh, it's very expensive. But if you want to make something proper, obviously, as everything works, you have to go that extra mile, and you maybe pay a little bit higher um, dollar, but you get the, the right thing. So we're using natural essence. And then the quinine is from the Congo. And uh, they basically bring in the bark to the flavour house, and they, do, uh, they outsource also the distilling of that, getting the, the kunin, and then using that into the tonic water. About how many How many kilograms at a time? I can't remember, five? It's fifty? An, I can't I remember. I think it's around right
0: fifty. Yeah. yeah. So do you like the birds in our, in our garden? Beautiful. I think it's a Nazneluri or something. It's a Luri. It's beautiful.
1: Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, They're I must just tell
0: our listeners that... A <laughs>
1: Michelle, just tell the listeners that we're sitting in August Garden and um, it's uh, 30 degrees outside, it feels like 50
2: Yeah. and um, the Durban humidity kicks in,
1: yes and it's beautiful lush, we're busy lush making
2: rain. <laughs> send the rain to the Cape
1: please, send yeah. it down to us but yeah, so uh, um, that's natural, the natural uh, tonic Isn't is that and then of course the two factors um, taste wise that really, really impacts. So, flavours is one thing um, that impacts you. But the most important, and this is something that I've learned from the wine side.
0: Let me go. Water.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm coming to water. But most importantly is to get a proper palate going, to get mid-palate, to get structure in a drink. Uh, what is it? So, um, <laughs> okay, you're inquisitive, but it's good. We need to know. So um, structure is, is actually what, what makes you think afterwards when you just had a sip of something yeah. that it was really full. Okay. Um, it goes over your mid-palate. It's not a thin drink. It's not, not watery.
0: like
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's not like arsealite. No. It's not thin and watery. Okay. It's a full drink. So um, your sugar, your acid, your structure are the things that will make something um, be more impressive than something next to it that doesn't have it. So, structure um, the quinine because it's extracted from a bark.
0: How can I ever drink Kingsley tonic
2: again? <laughs> you
1: will not. Uh, sorry, Hoggett, that one has come and gone.
2: <laughs> you have now moved. Yeah.
1: So, structure. Just picture with me. Um, you've got this quinine bark that's extracted. You yeah. get this compound that's in the tonic water. It's exactly similar than having red wine in a barrel, okay. extracting wood, and you get beautiful structure. Mm-hmm. So um, it's as simple as that. It definitely adds to the value, adds to the experience and your palate. So that's the one thing that's really important apart from how it smells and tastes. It's mm-hmm. so your structure part from the quinine and then the water as you said. So if you're using like we do spring water, natural spring water, it's from a beautiful farm outside um Puste in the Briera River Valley. It's um, friends of Chris's from many years um, that own this farm. So that's also one of the things that he immediately knew. Water, it's the going to be. Yeah. Water, water, water is fantastic. It's the
2: only water there is in the Cape. Cape. It's, yeah. Kake, <laughs> it's, it's sweet and it's fresh, it's beautiful.
1: Mm. And the people that owns the farm mm. the are also bosses, sweet. Fantastic <laughs> people. Sweet, sweet. Yeah,
2: very good people. Yeah, <laughs> it's was Kari Carrie and his dad, Christy Fansal, and uh, their partner, Puebus Kodi yes. So, not a Corbus, secret.
1: Yeah. So,
2: which valley is this? <laughs> in the Worcester Valley. Worcester no. Okay. It's, uh, it's very close to, it says, it's on the Slumber Grove. Okay, so it's, it's not a mission
0: price to price ship price it into the bottling
2: plant.
1: It's a mission, um, but not that much of a mission. It's more a monetary mission. Yeah. <laughs> because it costs us a lot of money.
0: So the, uh, does, does the dairy truck, truck go in with milk, with milk and, and come out with water?
1: Imagine. <laughs> 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 that would have saved a lot of costs. Yeah. because now we're paying for the empty truck driving oh, there. Yeah. But in any case, so you need a sterilized truck. Remember, you, are, yeah, you yeah. are going to get your water. Um, the one partner that he's talking about, his name is Corvus Cornelison, and he is also the um, part owner of... Beveratek. Mm-hmm. And they, they specialise um, on the one part of their business in filter material.
2: Filtration. And
1: filtration systems. Mm-hmm. And um, they have installed a filtration, sh- filtration system on this farm. And it's filtered uh, sterile when get you get the water. Yes. And, then, and also for other bottled water products that they do on the farm. They've okay. got a little bottling plant there as well. Very good quality water. So it's filtered um, uh, completely sterile, which is 0.32 micrometers, if you mm-hmm. want to know that. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then it's, it's shipped from there uh, in a sterile truck. So the, uh, the truck is also tested. You have to do micro tests on the truck and make sure that it is clean. And it's pumped into the truck, it's driven to the bottling line, and then also the tank is, is cleaned prior to entering the water into the mm-hmm. tank. And They use a steam process to, to sterilise, and then, and then that's the start. Then you add your, your compound mix into the water. And you add your sugar level, because we've got two products, the Indian tonic, which has got 7.8 grams per litre sugar, and then the low-cal one, that's got about 3 grams per litre. But you're not
0: using that uh, S-word. What's the S-word? Stevia. Stevia? It's still still
2: completely natural. No, we just dropped the sugar sugar levels
1: on it. uh, Because
0: the guys at the bottle store always ask me, we heard tonic has got so much water, I mean, so much sugar in Mm it. So they must take the blue one. It is true. Yeah.
1: It is true. Like, for instance, a, a Schweppes tonic that we all grew up with, mm. and that's probably still the main tonic in the world um, mm-hmm. from a, a commercial side. Um, and I've got about 10 teaspoons of sugar in a, in a can. Oof. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that I we can't. actually all drink it? <laughs> and we do. Anyways, so um, in, a, in a... So how many
0: spoons have you got? Equivalent.
1: So it's basically about me.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. In the blue one or the yellow one?
1: In the yellow one. And oh, can really? I tell you what is what is um, very interesting that I've found or learned? hmm It's not only about that sugar. It's uh, also about the salts. Uh, so that's where the spring water also comes in, is you've got less salts. Okay. And salt and sugar combined together is also not good for your health. So the spring water is a double, is a double barrel addition mm-hmm. um, it's it's got very very little sh- um, salt in it. Yeah,
2: I don't think I don't think Barker and Kuen would have been where it was is today if it wasn't for the water. I mean the water plays a huge part in yeah. this product. Yeah. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a completely it's a it's great, a great drink, drink on its own. Mm-hmm. You don't have to add anything to it, just add ice or something but it, mm. it drinks very well.
1: It's eighty five percent water. Exactly. Mm. So uh, you why don't mm-hmm. you use the best water when you make it. Yeah. Yeah. So makes sense.
2: We would, have a, we would have had a different drink should we have used municipal water from the bottom line different. straight into the, the compound. And the, sh- and the You would have had to filter. Different, different product, yeah. Yeah.
1: Even if you think about, um, say so for instance the, the chlorine in your water, the chlorine level, and the impact that chlorine can have on smell and taste. Just think about that quickly. Mm-hmm. So if you bottle with that, um, without a thought, then you must be prepared that your compound that you're going to put into your water um, probably is going to have slightly different formulation to mask that or or be ready to handle that you can change the the drink because it's 85% water.
2: And I think that was part of our our business decision is to go, we want to supply the market with a, a product that goes hand in hand with all the great gins out there. So you have this great gin and add the tonic and... Mm. See, for, see for yourself how it what mm-hmm. it tastes like. Taste the difference out there. I mean, do your own tasting. You should do, do a tonic tasting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean just
1: all the tonics next to each other. Mm. We we've done it blind, mm. and then you you always speak out. Um, the the ones that's synthetic you can pick it out as okay. it's 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 less fiberable
0: but we all not. grew up on synthetic, so.
1: it's it's interesting but when you taste the other ones mm. you immediately say listen yeah, this is not on the level of that you can okay. actually depict it it's amazing
0: you feel happier <laughs> when it's not, not synthetic, synthetic.
1: <laughs> but listen here yeah, quickly on that subject I think um, we, we are focusing now on Barker and Quinn today and, yeah. and on the fact that Barker and Quinn is a natural tonic. Yeah. But the, the, the fact is With that sugar. You know, we, we supply a market that wants choices. Mm. So, in, in us saying that Parkinquin is X, Y, and Z, it's not saying that the guy next to us is not doing um, a proper thing. He's just doing a different thing. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, apart from the tasting the, the elements and the structure and things that you bring in with your, your tonic water, there's also the, the cost. Um, uh, what you're willing to pay for a tonic water factors in, availability factors mm-hmm. in. So I think there's a lot of things that, um, and also maybe that, uh, the, the tonic B next to you uh, tastes better with that particular gin, and your product, product is you, better with another one. Okay. So
2: yeah, we all like options. Yeah. So yeah. I don't
1: want to, um, from Chris and myself's side, as Parker and Quintonic Tonic Water, we actually welcome the variety, mm. and we welcome the other guys, and we don't see the other guys as that we may be competition.
0: You're building a category.
1: Exactly. We are just building a category of a mm. category of, of um, high end tonic mm. waters. Our aim was to be for South Africa something like Fever Tree UK, mm-hmm. as Fever is for UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, that bench. Or for
0: Spain? I mean, for Portugal. Yes. <laughs> or do they have their own park? Good? They
1: have a few stuff going. Uh-huh, okay. They've got some things going. Have you um, been
0: back, back now? Okay. Hmm? Have you been back, back to Portugal at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That would be very nice. Mm. That's a good idea. Now
0: you, you I mean, you'll look at things completely differently.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> should, should, should take, take Lucy and Lee and go back to... They, 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 actually, they, just, back. they just came back uh, a few months ago. They went on, on a bit of holiday. Yeah, they actually went to Portugal. Yeah. yeah, they went to Portugal and they asked me for a couple of gin bars and I said there's a few places in Lisbon which is fantastic they should go to. And uh, they came back a bit more rejuvenated huh, after the holiday. Mm. I think I also like the fact that Park is completely African. The Queen comes from Africa. Yeah. we are from Africa. This whole thing is about a continental product that we want to, you know, sort of push and say, look, mm. Africa, stunning. Africa, Africa started Bar-Kun-Kun. gin and tonics, didn't?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, yeah, we started everything. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <it. laughs>
2: you know, Our whole label is built around sort of K-Zen, if you yeah, that,
1: that's a very good story to tell. Yeah,
2: it's, I mean, your 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 plants and everything that grows here on our label is on the front. You've got your your um, your Zulu sitting on the front of the the bottle, overlooking uh, All
1: the tropical plants. plants, the tropical plants. You've got label. your
2: hibiscus is growing. You've got your Monkeys in the banana tree. You have got butterflies flying. You've
1: got your, You've got your, your
2: boat in the harbour. Obviously, with 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 uh, with Tegel Mountain in the back. But I mean, mm. it's and part this bird that
1: just uh, sang out
2: there
1: is also it's on the label. The <laughs>
2: yeah. And the story of John Ross traveling mm. in in Germany in the, in the okay. 1820s. Mm,
1: maybe we should quickly. I'll, I'll quickly tell a little bit about that. Yeah. That's a very interesting story. So in, in, in the search for the label mm-hmm. and the name. Um, one of the things that the designers came across was in the time frame of gin one of the special things that happened in South Africa was that this Englishman uh, English sailor called John Ross, Explorer, yeah. and you guys will know this because this is part of Durban mm-hmm. uh, history, for us it's brand new Okay, okay. so bear with me <laughs> so he landed here in Kazareen, in, in, uh, I want to say Durban but I might be wrong on the coast of Durban, I don't know the area very well but he, he, he stranded and they uh, went around for weeks and months and uh, left off the land and then decided... He that couldn't they find Durden. <laughs> he just couldn't find the city. <laughs> anyway, so um, in the end they decided Listen, yeah, here the only way out of here is to rebuild that ship and sail it. <laughs> and they did. Okay. And it's in that time frame of tonics and, and drinking quinine against malaria and the whole thing and, uh, and they used that story, and they embellished it a little bit by saying that Barker the um,
2: the Plucky terrier. The
1: terrier and Quinn, which is a
2: African great Parrot,
1: was one of what was the two travel, mates that travelled with him. Okay. Was his travel companions, and so Barker and the Barker and, Quinn and brand was born. Okay. So uh, um, this, the essence of the story is actually true, and it is a Kaiserian story. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Okay. So it was fun for us to arrive here uh, yesterday, and we saw all the tropical leaves everywhere. And in Town, when you want to steal, um, when we do like ex- uh, um, activations and markets and stuff then you always want to have some of the delicious monsters and, and the strelitzia leaves and um, uh, uh, banana leaves. And in yeah, you have to crawl around in, in gardens of people you don't know in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, we're driving from the airport, and you can just... Um, stick your arm <laughs> out of the window and you rip out a tropical plant. So it, it's actually, it was amazing for us to see. It was, yeah, one of the full circle things as well, I think, for the product for us to be here.
2: Yeah, Barker, which is Bark, and Quinn, which is the Quinine. So mm, Quinine yeah. from Bark. Play, that's yeah. play on the word. So. Yeah, lovely. Eddie Hogan, Linda Small. Yeah. Once again, thank you very much. I still like Green Fire. <laughs>
1: Thank, thank you. I've got one follower.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can I'm Instagram crazy. to you, holder. Follow it. It might Give me a like. <laughs> no, just a no follower. just follow yeah.
1: oh,
0: Interesting, eh? So yeah. So what? What was the biggest challenge?
1: Um, a lot. Olga, I'm going to tell you. The biggest challenge was the distribution in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So you've got this wonderful thing in your hand,
0: and you're delivering in your fortune. And it
1: in my husband's fortune. Your, your husband's, husband's fortune. fortune. Yeah. Um. Which will never be the same again. No. And um, sometimes Chris as well with his combi, and you know we're going ape around Cape Town, driving like mad people, delivering 60 cases of tonic. With a fortune, that means that it's only you on the front like driving. The rest of the car is packed.
0: Undercover. If
1: if you will have to yeah, you know, if you will have to to um, stop uh, very suddenly the tonic will actually just rip through the windows. It's amazing. It's 13 or 12 kilograms a case. So you can just think the crisis. So every day, 60 cases, 40 cases, 20 cases. I just drive. It feels to me like I'm on this little wheel going round and round and round. At at some point, I don't know if you remember these games um, in the parks and stuff when we were growing up of the little crocodile coming out and then you have to hit it with a hammer. No. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got this... Ongoing, trying to hit the uh, crocodile's okay. head with a hammer. It felt like that. So I've just hit the crocodile and it's gone back into its place, but then it pops out over there, and then I hit it there. And, then and there. these are
0: customers wanting your product. Guys,
1: I'm very sorry. A bad <laughs> analogy. I'll try again. <laughs> no, so it was it was really busy. It was crazy. It was weekends, um, far drive. Uh, to still buy, for instance, in mm. Mirage Beach, um, is also, I think, we must mention them. Being such an amazing support mm-hmm. from the start, Kenneth and the guys and Leanne, and then they, they from the start said to us, "This is a great product. It's local. They are going to stock it. It's in their shop. They do the tastings with it." Okay. So we had to drive a couple of times. It's, How far is it to Skilimbos? It's
2: about 300 km. it?
1: 220, I think, roughly. From
0: Skilimbos? Yeah, from
1: Paul He's, he's, he's only from Stunenbosch, but from Paul, it's about 220. Really? Okay. And um, the first time I went there, and this is a true story, um, I nearly had several heart attacks, but picture this. It's myself, the Fortuner, and a one-ton um, trailer. trailer. On the one-ton trailer, I've got 140 cases of tonic water. It's to the, full to the top, and I'm driving to Stilby to deliver to Kenneth and then the tonic water. It's the 23rd of the December. My family is with my parents at the beach house and I'm thinking, what has happened to you? (laughs) What what is going on here? Why am I driving here? I'm a delivery person. I thought I was a business owner. I'm a delivery person. That's what I am. (laughs) I'm just delivering now. (laughs) Oh, I love delivery. Um, But I must say, uh, to get there for the Mm. first time, talk to them see what they're doing. Mm. The whole day was a fun experience mm. and I'm making fun of, I'm um, sounding like it was bad for me, mm. but it was actually, so, as you said, it's so much fun because mm. you meet the person on the other side as well.
0: And you get to pack it out and... Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's...
2: So who was the first customer Them or Peter? Yeah. yeah. The very first customer was a, a bar in Stellenbosch mm. called uh, Steam Bar. Okay. And the owner is uh, a guy called Olivier. Um, he and his wife they're from from uh, Belgium. Amsterdam, Belgium, Belgium or, or, Amster, or or Holland.
1: Belgium, Belgium. Belgium. Okay. And they
2: opened this beautiful little gin bar restaurant in in uh, Street. He was the first guy to start buying Barker and Quinn. Did he find out.
0: you, or did you find him?
2: We, I, st- while we were busy renovating the shop, I stopped there one and he came out the shop and I said, "Hi, I'm Chris. Um, would you be interested in stocking Vodka and Quinn for?" For your, for your gin range, for your tonics, uh, for your, uh, as a tonic. And he goes, No, no, I'm already stocking a local tonic. Oh, I'm, I'm set. set. I said, Okay, well, then, fine, we'll, we'll talk later at the time. And he eventually got a hold of Andy. They started talking and he ordered the first case.
1: Yeah, that was also a funny And then one.
2: it sold out literally in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he phoned her at five, 5 o'clock in the late afternoon, 6 o'clock, you better bring five cases more. So she drove all the way from Paul to Sonnebosch, again, with filled up with tonics and delivered it. was a That was a also a big start for us with mm-hmm. this guy. And he just posted stuff the whole time, okay. Facebook, Instagram. Couldn't get enough of it. So mm-hmm. thank he's very you. kind. Thank you. He's not my, my another, favourite. Another
1: yeah, he was basically at the end of the day. That was the day we bottled, 27th of August, yeah. because he's been waiting for two weeks for his tonic. Mm-hmm. So that was the first day of bottling. So by the evening... After the first time bottling, when we went to bed, Barker and Quinn sold six cases of tonic water. Now, how's that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. It's
2: unbelievable. <laughs> so,
1: we, we joke about that all yeah. the time, but that was the start. I mean, it was six cases yeah. of Barker and Quinn. And Kwinner. then
2: we took a bottle, a finished bottle, to Peter Godkins and Asara. He was standing in his office and he said these pe- people around him, and he, we gave him a warm bottle of tonic and he opened it, spilled everywhere on the carpet, and he goes, and he's swearing, and he takes a sip and he was like quiet for. Three, four seconds, he goes, shit, you really did this. You made a great tonic. Well done. Where can I order? <laughs> so that was the second one coming up. So, And you took out the iPad and you yeah. added the order.
1: Absolutely. The-, <laughs> the
2: Croxley badge. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that just... Those things, when we think back, the humble beginnings like that, the people that were so. Yeah, like
2: City like Claremont. Like uh, uh, Nigel Catamol, Catamol at Wine at the Mill.
1: Mark McCarthy. Mark McCarthy,
2: who gave us a lot of exposure, a lot of, a lot of activations at many shops Shop all yeah. over the Western Cape.
1: Tanya from Norman Goodfellows. Tanya
2: from Norman Goodfellows. Uh, there's, oh, there's countless um, friends, friends. 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 Buying, buying drinking, drinking, posting, taking pictures. Yeah. It's just Talking every, about it all the time. Um,
1: yeah, being excited. Being as excited as if they've done and it. And then mm. the phone calls started coming
2: in. The phone calls started coming yeah. from people saying, I'm this guy from this distribution company. I'm this mm. guy from this uh, shop in Run Street. Or would you like to come and see us? on a to tonic. And then it just started happening. Mm. We didn't really phone a lot of people. Word
1: of mouth. Word mm. of mouth. Social media. Calling, yeah? Word so, of mouth. No, the 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 timing? Social
2: media was enormous. Absolutely enormous.
0: Mm. I, think I, think I think the, the biggest, biggest thing was timing.
2: Yeah, timing was also good.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, uh, I mean that you couldn't couldn't have launched at a at a better time, when there was so much excitement and. Yes. I mean it's like being the third or fourth June, I guess, when when uh, the people like Tony from the uh, like Kissiky Claremont are looking for new gyms and they they're phoning around. Um, I mean you can't now launch a gin and expect somebody to phone you but if you're number three or four or five and it's starting, the movement is starting then I think it's exciting
2: I think we've heard somewhere, someone told us some time ago there's about 15 people flying per week to Johannesburg to go and learn how to distill mm. a gin you know, so I think the classes are fully booked Fully booked, so yeah. people are carrying on with this but it's, it's not that easy it's not that easy. It's, it's expensive to store mm. a gin. It's expensive to go out and get a bottle label. The mm. cork that goes with it. And then you have to bottle it. Then you have to go stack it. Mm. You have to go merchandise distribution. You have to find a rep. You have to find someone who can help you with activations. Mm. It's not that easy. And all of you a sudden, you have to give stock away. And all of
0: a sudden, the shelves are full. They're Absolutely. not, Absolutely. They're not waiting, waiting for them. new gin. The only one that's waiting is me. I'm still putting up my hand. I want more gin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but like, like we said, it was only the two local. Tonics in South yeah. Africa that's really, uh, you know, at the moment, f- sort of filling shelves. Mm. Yeah. And with yeah. different
1: categories, some, We're not yeah. competitors. Exactly,
2: it. and it's also with uh, the expiry dates are quite long. It's a year, yeah. So we've both got products on the shelf that's that you can u- use it's with little with Twelve months, yeah, um, okay. which is very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised there hasn't been more. I mean, I've seen some small cans pop up uh, with kind of fruit and veg kind of not. Look, you know, the way how do I say this nicely? I mean, fruit and veg tends to attract brands that really look like 12.99 for two, it's maybe still not a bargain.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a different, like I said, it's a completely different market segment that we went for. Yeah. We just we wanted the best possible tonic that we could make, mm. the best possible product, and it's a high end product, we love it. It drinks really well, and, People you, are and you're really proud of it. Totally, extremely proud of it. You know? It's a, it's something proper. It's
0: yeah. So tell me about the funding. funding. I mean, how do you how do you bootstrap, bootstrap something like office. this? I mean, yeah. you're lucky, lucky you had the demand, um, which, <laughs> lucky, lucky or not lucky. lucky. I mean, at the same, same time, time as, as you were working on this, this project, project, I was helping old Johannes with his project, project which he has he also exploded.
1: exploded.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and I sort of heard. Yeah, yeah. So they the are growing what's
1: pains there? and. Yeah. So uh, on that side, Olga, I think if you are in a situation where you've got massive capital backup, man, eh? it's cheating. The whole, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, the whole um, process would work differently because yeah. you will not have to immerse yourself into mm. the process because you will not need yourself to be the driver, the accountant. Mm. The order taker the Everything, everything. Mm. Um, If you don't, like in our case Where we used our private money It is only Chris and myself in this company Still, mm. so it's still privately Owned by us And um, you have to be very Very um, conservative mm. Regarding your Your growth um, How you're going to grow it mm. So there's, there, there's points where we actually We want to go talk to A certain group of People that or a certain group of uh, financiers. No no, shops that that can uh, stock Mm. tonic. But then you realise, okay, no, we have to wait one more cycle for that baby. Mm. Because as you sell this batch, you your profit goes into growing Mm. to make a bigger batch, and then your profit goes into growing a bigger batch. So the whole time you you actually rinsing and repeating Mm. your money all the time to grow.
0: And it grows a little bit to the so top. So you grow slower. So, um,
1: so if we want to really go crazy with growth, definitely we are going to have to look into a capital type of backup. Mm. But I think we are really happy with how it's going. Yeah, don't
0: you think that would lose part of its child?
1: That That is what we are so afraid of. That's o- why we actually... You know, overexposure. Overexposure,
2: it can, can kill mm. a product with, within weeks. Mm. So...
1: And I mean, it's easy to to go and you put the product down, buy our big distributors everywhere, but then Mm. it stands on a shelf. It doesn't mean it's sold. Mm. So I think we are much more interested Mm. in in being connected with a good market that Mm. gives feedback, that enjoys it. Personally involved. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're happy with how it's rolled out. As you said earlier, we use this analogy of the river that's running. We use it all the time because Mm. that's how it's been from the start. From the idea... To where we are today, it is just form a natural um, river mm. running towards something big, and it will get there by itself. It mm. will get there. Mm. It will go to the sea eventually. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're just channeling um, we, it we, One thing, we, one thing we, as didn't, we can.
2: One thing we didn't notice, actually, when uh, uh, with the design of the tonic, Eddie put on the cap, on the red cap at the top, he said, b finest mixes. Mm. We didn't notice that until later, and we realized, actually, we're a mixer company, so we're not going to stop with this, this mm. whole thing is growing. We've got a third one coming out very soon, a third tonic, and then after that we've, we've added more products, which mm. is in the development stage, and it's not going to stop, we're going to build a whole range mm. of Barker and Quint finest mixes. Mm-hmm.
1: All the same, um, All high end, end, natural, spring water, that same backbone, Absolutely. just different variations. So
2: people have options out there, that's yeah. what we're going for. Mm.
1: We can give you a sneak peek.
0: Yeah, before you do that, I mean, I think um, if you're an accountant and, I mean, I started with a with a partner, we, I started a liquor company, and we started when, in a, a completely different market, when the caramel vodka was very exciting, we started um, tequila, flavoured tequila stuff. And we had top 12 flavours and we went to the nightclubs and they all tasted them and by accident the bubblegum was the big hit and we were the first one to launch a bubblegum tequila and it just, it, it grew like, like yours exponentially and we couldn't, I mean I was shipping stuff to Volcom and Uppington, now I'd never even been there and I say to my partner, these sort of things happen by accident, I mean the timing is everything. I launched Bavaria Light a couple of years before that and we had the same exponential growth. We sold much more Bavaria light in KZN than Bavaria could sell in the rest of the country. But it was a whole lot of timing that caused that. And it's it's impossible to take that as a recipe and repeat it. And that's just as a lesson. It's the same as our bubblegum. I couldn't I mean I still go into the trade and I see some of our caramel vodka on the shelf. I don't admit that we sold it to them. Nobody remembers that I sold it to them, but after seven or 10 years, it's still on the shelf. And we thought, oh, we got this one right. We can also make that. And it it just doesn't, the recipes, yeah. Sometimes things come together and sometimes they don't. You have to be very
2: mindful. You have to sort of stick to what you do. Exactly.
1: Very too much.
0: And fortunately, we had a manufacturer who could make nine litres a case of, of of spirits at a time. That's how, how specialised he was. So we didn't have to buy a pallet of green apple tequila, you know. But if, they, if somebody wanted it, we could sell them 12 bottles. But imagine having ordered, like, your quantities of 30... Or how many litres do you make at a time? I mean...
1: 20,000.
0: 20,000 litres of green apple tequila, I mean... We, it would still be somewhere, selling somewhere in the shop. Yeah. Oh
1: my yes. Yeah.
0: So maybe I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to talk in a year's time yeah, and to what see has what has happened
1: then. Yes. Um. We we are completely prepared and not prepared mm. for what's going to happen over the next year. I think that our preparation is to basically just to be open. Mm. Um, I think the moment that you think you've got you've got it down. You fall off, mm. <laughs> so we accept mm. that we we are not um, massive business people. We accept that mm. we embrace it, and um, this is a journey. We are going to learn. We have made mistakes already. Mm-hmm. That
0: uh, tell uh, us about that.
1: Some, some of <laughs> the sta- school fees, your school fees, uh. um, oh, a lot of things that we did, uh, things that you do before. Something actually happens, so you think something is going to happen, and then you do things, and yeah. so you give out money uh, surrounding things and then, and then you realize later on um, it's not it wasn't necessary at all, because yeah. it was going that direction, not this. So um, this, that's the one thing I think so far that stands out to me you, is it's, it, uh, it only happens when it happened. You,
2: that's you, when it happens. You get nervous when you see all the stock standing there after the bottling. So now you're thinking we have to get this out. Yeah. You have to get this some way someone has to start buying this and stocking it let's be on the shelf some way so people can see it so they know so you do things or you yeah. prepare for certain pressure. things and pressure, pressure and you want to go get it and you make stupid decisions but that's part of the learning, learning curve of this whole thing is to make decisions that's going to sort of bounce back on your face and um, you try and They make the best of it, but that's how you learn Mm. and then that's the only way to do this is if you actually go out and do it, then you learn from it. No one else can tell you this is going to happen because it's different for everyone
1: else. Mm. So we we
2: paid a couple of school fees along the way.
1: I think um, uh, my neighbor once told me in the beginning uh, two two of the things that, and he's a very good businessman. Two of the things that he has given us, I think as a present from his side was, number one, um, he, he told us at the beginning that what is the risk involved? So he explained to me the risk was just sitting with the stock and having to sell it mm. at the same price that you made it. So it's not a big risk, don't stress mm. Go catch your dream. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a, a good thing. And then the other thing he said, and we've seen this every single day. It's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Exactly. It's going to go how, how it's going. Mm. It's going, going to be different. It will be a success, but you think it's going to be like that. It's a success, but it's like this. Mm. It, it, it took on a life of its own. Mm. It's not at all what I pictured. I definitely did not picture myself sitting here a year later without a job. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of things happen. Mm. Uh, the the, the distribution part, that delivery phase I mean that came as a big shock and you only realise you're in it just before you, you collapse mm. then you're like, I've been living like a map basically.
0: Thank you for Google Maps yes
1: That's the mm. only way to get around well, but anyway, When I started
0: after, that it wasn't around <laughs>
1: <laughs> this whole game, That must have been a different ballgame <laughs> because that's the only way we found all these little shops and stuff in Cape Town and yeah. you're driving and you're hooting and you're looking at your Google Maps and then somebody phones you Right in the middle of your mapping session, yeah. and you're like completely, totally lost again, and you have to start over with your navigation and things like well, that.
0: Well, never mind that. I mean imagine, imagine if social, social media didn't exist.
1: not Yes. It I would mean, when, very when I started,
0: there was no cell phones. We had pages. 94 I started.
1: No, that's different.
0: Um, So, I mean, how much of your business was built on social media by accident or, you know, I mean, I found you because I saw a post on Facebook somewhere um, and made sure that I meet you when I'm in Cape Town, isn't it?
1: Yes, and that was fantastic. You were also one of the people right at the beginning. We must not leave that out because we're sitting on your step today that found uh, me, and I was really excited to meet you because I know all the other things you've done. And, um, yeah, that was also a moment, a meeting that was, for me, valuable. Mm-hmm. And, and it felt to me immediately that I have connections to KZN now. Yeah. Because you are here, you are doing your thing, and you know about Parkland, so I know that you will always give us a good word here. And it was a starting point. Yeah. You were our start first KZN starting point.
0: Exactly. And uh, if we still have time, we must go up to Elkrist's. and visit them and see
1: I would love that
2: um, your first KZN customer
1: yeah it is Ilkristops the support has been amazing
2: (laughs) it's like a famous winemaker in in Stellenbosch said he's got Mm -hmm. one of the most famous brands around he said uh, you you have to walk from door to door you have Mm -hmm. literally you have to walk from place to place Mm -hmm. just hit the pavement Mm -hmm. and -hmm. go and sell your product go and repeat your story in every single Mm -hmm. shop it's Mm -hmm. like Mm. we did it's last still night important. With, that is
1: still very important. with the weight, weight bales
2: last night you, you, that's what you do mm. you stand up and you tell your story to every person that comes around you repeat the story mm. because that's,
0: that's what you do that's that, exactly. and that is what I try and do I'll tell you a quick story about how, how I did the beer book because people came to me and said you know how to sell beer, why don't you sell our beer and I said no, because you can't make enough beer and you have to sell it but if I put all your beers in a book I'll sell the book And the story is told 500 beers or whatever in the book. Now 5,000 people can read the book and tell the story and that's why I podcast because now thousands of people can listen to your story and you don't have to personally repeat it all the thank time. You,
1: thank you all. <laughs> thank, you. thank you so
2: much. We'll just try the tape tonight at the... Yeah. We, we're
1: going to sit back with the GNT of and course, we're going to fly outside. No. And, um,
0: <laughs> of course it's important that you still tell the story, but this can... I mean, with digital technology, we can tell the story faster and to more people than if you personally have to tell them, same as in with social media.
1: Definitely. But I, but I must add, as you said... Um, the, the social media has been critical for us, yeah. um, but still that door-to-door, hello, this yeah. is
2: me. Social media has still... opened our doors for, for the exports mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Have you started exporting? Yes. started exports as well. To Europe, and uh, we're busy with uh, Southeast Asia right now as well, Okay, um, and also um, in the UK itself. We, we, there's a couple of guys who started a company. And do they buy a pallet yeah. at a
0: time? Or yes.
2: Okay, not yeah. containers. Very, very small. And there's mm. this one guy in Belgium called uh, Luc Veniefel who's mm. got online business, and he's busy stocking broker in well.
1: He's got a long history with the wine industry. His business is called Alvama in Belgium, mm-hmm. and he has shut the business surrounding... Selling South African wines. Mm. And, and his son lives in, syllabus, in right? Yes, he's doing. Actually, coincidentally, also a PhD in a knowledge oh,
0: okay. He's
1: just uh, let's say 15 years behind. 10 <laughs> years behind me. But uh, actually, at the same at the same uh, oh. professor or promoter okay. And um, so that's also quite funny when I met uh, Luke. Yeah. And he told me that I was like, okay, this is also a little bit of a full circle yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, um, very nice people, and and he's been a, a promoter of South African produce, and now it's shifted or added, not shifted, added, gin and tonics tonic,
0: yeah. to his to his story. And now he's good as under,
1: yeah. Because also a very nice gin.
0: Yeah, have
1: mm-hmm.
0: you had it? I have, yeah. Okay. He was uh, Sebastian was at the Funchal Leeds. Thing? Oh, What's yes, it called? Yes. The Gin and Tonic Festival. Um, yes. And we, we obviously stock his gin at Crist when he, uh, he's got stock.
1: What a beautiful beautiful design that is, that bottle. <laughs> it is beautiful. It's beautiful name.
0: Yeah, just it doesn't, doesn't, fit doesn't fit in my pocket. pocket. It, looks it looks like, like it <laughs> should fit in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's a that's a big problem. Yeah. But yeah, that's also one of the the nicer, nice gins that, mm. that
2: yeah. you can have. I think the variety we have in South Africa is amazing. The variety. The shapes of the bottles, the content, the tastes, the closures, the labels, it's fantastic. It's just it's a whole wide yeah. range
0: of, of, of products. There's one it's guy not, that, um, and without knocking him, I think he lives uh, in Dubai, and he's come out with a gin in South Africa, and his bottle is completely, to me, such a disappointment because it's a standard off the wreck bottle and it just doesn't do. Um, Just as to, to I guess the, the the liquid, liquid inside. inside, you can't yeah. you can't yeah. use a console bottle, console. Are you listening? You can't sell a gin in a console bottle. It's you
1: cannot. I agree. A, a 701,
0: agree. 701, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> um, yeah. that's
1: that was probably a costing decision um, when you're starting a product. Maybe was. You really uh, is
0: yours in a console <laughs> bottle?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not. Um, uh, but it is in a standard bottle ours yeah, as well. Yeah. I've and gone, was for a for a of
0: course. But I think for tonic water, it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, it is in a standard bottle from Nampac at this point, mm. um, and uh, but we are working on a on a new mould for ourselves, um, or at least it's going to be ours for for the first six months of the existence of this mould. That's also a great story. Yeah, that's mm. also a very cool story. Tell, Tell us. So yeah, basically we we. <laughs> we Wanted the 200ml bottle, obviously, because
2: it's called the perfect pour, the 200ml bottle. All oh. over the world, you cannot find a 200ml bottle in South Africa oh. anyway. That's it's not, why we
1: not have to sit not, the in, a, not
2: in a screw cap, not in a uh, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, crown cap whatsoever. So console phoned us and said, "Listen, you guys, you guys are doing the tonic, right?" And said, "Yes, we we do." And the lady said, why don't you use a console bottle? And I said, but you don't have a bottle for us. You have nothing in stock. You only have these larger bottles. And she said, well, then we'll have to rectify that. And then she made a meeting with her and two of her her colleagues. Mm We sat down. And they said they want to design a bottle for Barker and Quinn. Mm -hmm. And I just, this this is not happening. This is not true, right? Not from consoles. Where's the cameras? Mm -hmm. And they are busy designing a bottle for us. And they're calling us an anchor client. So we're extremely excited about the next six months. Okay. Yes, the
1: bottle will be available in
2: Jan. In Jan, Feb, and uh, they're in a testing phase right now, making sure that our fantastic bottling guy, Len Symington at Paul Bottling, which is another euro now in our book, yes. is busy just testing the, the, the pressure of the bottle, make sure everything is correct with the, with the bars that mm. is going to go into the bottle. And we'll have a fantastic tour and roll by the beginning of next year. Mm. And uh, we're not going to phase out our 275, Immediately, it's just going to take its own path mm-hmm. again We're just going to leave it and see what happens to mm-hmm. it okay. Very, very exciting And that's, that's exciting the for, for the on-trade, I guess yes. On-trade yes. as well And also uh, for exports The first question we get is It's the terminal bottle? Really? Right mm-hmm. now we say no, sorry it's not But that'll open a lot more doors regarding Actually. exporting yeah. Definitely Because once again, Fevertree, which is a fantastic company uh, yeah. Started this whole perfect poor business And That's off okay. to them
1: so, 200 ml on con is what the people want. So, um, yeah, the whole of Europe, all the ones, even back when we were in Portugal, mm. that was the going okay. size of the tonic. Nice. So, in South Africa, we're just not used to it yet. Mm. Um, I'm, all I'm the used cans, to two litres. Yeah, all the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> all the cans are 200 mol um, to fit in with that perfect pour.
0: Oh, the cans, yeah, that's it right.
2: But are they smaller than the bottles? No, the, bo- yeah. the bottle, it's a, the only bottle that's available is, is our competition, mm-hmm. which is also a can and a glass bottle. But they. I think they paid for their mould.
0: Okay. The yes,
2: but is it so 200 mould? Yeah, 200 mould. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's the only bottle and mm. they own it, so we could we, we not use, use that. So we looked into I- importing a bottle like all the gen guys um, mm. do, and um, and that would have added two rands to the cost of our operation. Which um, would have made
2: things a little bit
0: tricky. You can just think... It sounds... But if you add all the markups, it's yes. a hell of a lot. It yeah.
1: is crazy.
0: but crazy. also, I mean, two rand in the bottle, the bottle store doesn't mean much. But
1: on this, on the because top everybody top. adds their
0: the yeah. percentages on that. So and and canning is does
2: Paul bottling do canning? Yeah. No, but thank you, thank you for that. I don't think we're going to do canning. Yeah. We want to stay exclusive with this last bottle. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I think with the new mold coming up. You don't it's need to. Wonderful.
1: Um. And, and we're not going to take away the 275 I no, just mentioned that If it fires us out, it fires us out But we're going to uh, maintain mm. that or, uh, Because um, the off-consumption loves it mm. um, The little bit more mm. mileage The 275 sure. mil full to drinks
2: mm. We've um, had a couple of spas Asking us if you are going to bring out a litre bottle mm. and Stuff like that mm.
0: You know yeah. I, I'm a bargain hunter and I and Seriously I always look in the spas What tonics they keep and they don't, I think there's a mafia thing. They only stock shweps. They never ever stop, stock any of the other.
1: Interesting, no? Uh
0: Tonic waters. Just keep an eye open. I mean, I, I remember checkers used to stock Kui, and I, think, I don't know if they still make it, but there's never any tonic water in the spas.
2: Really? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I, that I picked up as well... Um, the Any budget was, stuff, I mean. Yeah, no. but we, we had a friend of ours uh, who's also very big, big on social media, so a girl called Nicolette Waterford. She did some posts for us on Facebook, and her followers are like massive, and mm-hmm. it just bloomed. And uh, she introduced us to a guy that uh, does all the, the purchasing for the, the Sun Group, uh, Miguel Chan and um, I know that they only use exclusively chips in mm. all their fridges the litre bottles and the cans and everything so it's difficult for anyone mm. if you say usually like you said the mafia it's difficult for anyone mm. to enter into a group like that with an alternative tonic product or a coca cola product or a ginger ale or anything it's, it's, uh, it's coke
0: oh, but, but I mean Spa has got their own brand why don't they make a tonic they've got a 2 litre or whatever ever. Just make, make a tonic. tonic. Mm. You know. We will
1: make the tonic for you, Spam. You can come and consult us, as long as you can bottle it. We will, we will make your mix for you.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, think, I think that um, the, the larger bottles is, is something that we've been talking about for yeah. quite some time to maybe bring in. Um, but, yeah.
2: First,
0: what do you think of the gin and tonic or the craft gin and tonic thing on tap?
1: On tap. tap.
0: Mm. I know you're not involved now, but
1: I mean, I've had uh, guys
0: tell me that they put cans of tonic water and uh, in a draft Mm. in a keg, and and, and that's why it's craft, craft gin and tonic. Or do they just phone Mr. Kingsley and put? The cheapest tonic, and, can you taste the difference?
1: Yes, you will be able to taste the difference, definitely if you know your stuff. Yeah. But um, the average public drinker will probably not worry as long as it tastes sort of like a gin and yeah. tonic, they'll be happy. I know two different types of products out there that have personally personally tasted, and the one way is using the cans. Mm. Um, they actually really do that. I've seen yeah. things like 200 cans.
0: <laughs> In Turkey.
1: That goes into a mix into a yeah. cake, and with um, gin and the gin that they buy is usually from a larger distiller, uh, like for instance, maybe I, I don't should not or or, you know, the big distillers mm. where you can buy spirits for a good price, mm. and then they make a mix. If you really want to be a true craft gin and tonic in a cake. Mm. You can do that, but then you must take your
0: musgrave,
1: or your yeah, you must take your musgrave or your hope or in virage, virage or whatever, and mix it with say and quen Mm. into a cake, and you're going to be a little bit more expensive, and then it's a proper craft gelati. But you cannot call it craft if it's cans and if it's
0: Gordon's and trips,
1: exactly. You cannot do that.
0: But uh, yeah.
1: It happens. It happens. I'm sure it happens. <laughs> it, um, I think uh, every, it, it's, a lot of times it's the amount of knowledge that the consumer mm. has mm. consumer has, mm. um, rather than um, anything else.
0: Mm. Well, it, I mean, when, when I started selling drafts, it wasn't only once where I came back on a Monday morning and there was a castle kick on the Bavaria tab and they ran out of Bavaria and just stuck a castle kick on it. <laughs> Nobody's uh, any of the Yeah, it's you know? problem solved, yeah. and we know that happens anyway. But, yeah, it's, so, we've, I mean, you've, you've been in business for a year now, do you cover Joburg? Obviously, you're in Joburg, yes. are you still using the same distributor, or have you expanded a bit?
1: Yes, we have expanded a bit. Yeah.
0: Where, can, where, can, where can the trade find your products? Um, Do they order from just phone the Cape Town number or?
1: Yes, you can phone myself and the Cape Town number Mm. is um, my number. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When you phone Barker and Quinn, I will pick up.
2: Go to our great website. (laughs) Yeah, visit
1: our webpage. You can check out the stores. And it's Barker
0: and Quinn. Yeah,
1: it's www.barkerandquinn.co.za with one N. With one N. Yes. And the and is the word, A-N-D. Yeah. Barker and Gwen all written okay. out. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of information there as well, in terms of stores, etc. If you want to know about distributors, mm-hmm. I can tell you, mm-hmm. if you want me to tell you. Um, in Cape Town, we use Beth Direct for our Ofcon.
0: What do they do? They're based in Paul, eh? They're also
1: based in Paul. Um, keep it guy. in the family. Yeah, keep it in the family. It's a guy called Theo. Yeah. And him um, and his wife, they run that company, and it's, they do all our off-con and okay. get things wherever we need them to go. With on. their fortune. With their fortune. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a slightly bigger fortune. And, um, yeah, and, and I think we, um, to change from self-delivery to distribution is quite a nightmare. Yeah. Because obviously your distributor wants to get the account information going yeah. and make sure that everyone checks out, and so there's this moment in time when you hold your breath.
0: So next, next time, time take a distributor, distributor that's already supplying all your customers. customers. Absolutely, so that, <laughs>
1: another lesson then, yeah. but on Masai, if you picked up the the the. Um, the tonic mm. he picked up the case of tonic and he ran with it yeah. he uh, it was he's not still running he's still doing <laughs> really well and okay. um and easy to reach and it's close to my house so mm. if, if i just quickly want to take out some stock i can quickly go around mm. there and get it so it makes a lot of sense
0: and he covers the western cape for you yes
1: yes yes
2: okay and for on trade it's um, um
1: distri- 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 okay. in cape town um, just started, yes, and we just started with them basically just overwintering in their, okay. in their um, storeroom mm-hmm. um, aging it aging it a little bit so that when we hit the market now <laughs> on gone for this season mm-hmm. will the first season wi- uh, will be the first season with this really okay. so uh, um, we're doing a few activations to get that going and then we're also using taproom. Okay. Um, Taprem is recently, mm-hmm. um, not in Cape Town but in Johannesburg.
0: They are in Cape Town.
1: Um, they are in Cape Town, but, but we only few. started with Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. We, we, we are willing to go mm-hmm. everywhere, and it will eventually, but we only started with mm-hmm. Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And then um, Licker on the Run in Johannesburg is also a young company, a couple mm-hmm. of young guys.
0: They do a few gins as well.
1: Mm-hmm. They do a few gins as well, mm-hmm. and um, they're building their company. That's one thing that we realize because this market, this industry, I must say, of, of gin and tonics mm-hmm. are so young. You get to do with a lot of startups, mm. and um, on one hand, it is good because there's a lot of energy, mm.
2: of yeah,
0: yeah mm.
1: because you, you need to get it going. And on the other hand, you are dealing with um, people in the similar situation than yourself, and that is your learning. Massive cash, cash flow, flow. Um, and cash, problems. Flow, problems. And cash flow Sorry. problems. Yeah, you're right.
2: Uh, yeah. That's what it boils down
1: to. So mm. it's boils It's all those things culminating. Mm. So we're actually a lot of blind people <laughs> running around
0: yeah.
1: um, and trying not to bump into one yeah. another <laughs> one another. Uh, in some sense. But with it, that's it. Because there's that energy to mm. make something work, you, you, you get it 100%, done. 100%, yeah. yeah. So I must say, um, in that sense, it's it's working well for us. Yeah, and in then Eastern, Eastern
2: Cape, we've got... Uh, um, it's a group, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Southwestern South is the distribution arm
1: of um, mm. uh, the Preston's, Prestons group. Nicko Petzalori is what a fantastic man. Story, story of his own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think he's like mafia uh, <laughs> PE, and I'm saying that with a with a um, smile on mm. my face. He's he's a, he's a nice guy, and he runs a big show there. Mm. And I think he is liquor PE.
0: South Africa. So yeah. yeah.
1: So his distribution arm handles our wheels to get things where it needs okay. to go, um, so we use them for that and storage. You could
0: have chosen a different name.
1: You could have. I can't say that word. No one can say it. Some okay. No. Yeah. Yes. So that's maybe something if you have um, speech impediments and impairments, you can use that for a practicing thing. Yeah. Subwazam, Southwazam, and if you can say it right, then, then you're there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so uh, um, yeah, that's the Wheels, but we've got an agent there. Her name is Runel Wright, and she's a fantastic lady. Okay. We just love her because what um, Runel is a hard worker. She gets into her vehicle. She's also a mother with a young child. She gets into her vehicle. She's she a goes wine She was a wine girl. Um, doing a lot of activations for the wine industry mm-hmm. over the years and um, um, she's been driving to Cape Town she will collect stocks she will do anything and we can back someone like that she's mm-hmm. amazing and um, I think some of the gin guys has now also started with Runel because she's been so good yeah. to us and
2: we okay. and the lodges who's dealing with the lodges
1: um, her as well but um, lodges is too, uh, and gin and tonic mm. is going very good
0: because uh, the lodges listen lodges they all want fever tree, mm. and I mean Ironstone. because it's got the tree on from the lodge AXA. from the yeah. game farm, yeah, exactly. yeah. I guess. Definitely. So up in Zululand, they all want fever tree. So if you can find somebody there, they will all buy your stuff there. I'm yes. will. Yeah. We, we, uh, we have made some there.
1: inroads. I must say um, we are now talking to and beyond. Um, mm-hmm. They are looking. Um, towards stocking Parker and Quinn and it makes sense it's just because price is not it's price not is all about sure. price yes <laughs> and then it's and actually then, it's
2: actually about, about getting stocked there yeah that's the big thing and
1: we obviously we're dreaming about about a lot of things like um, places like Londolozi mm. and would be fantastic in Singita. I mean it just goes yeah. hand in hand with what they're doing there. And,
0: and do you deal with one um, on the one
1: mm-hmm.
0: on wheels in Nelsbred or not
2: no, actually, uh, a good friend of mine is going there next week. He's okay. uh, Eddie Smith from Friesen of Wines. He's the GM, and he phoned me this morning saying that I'm going to Nelspruit next week. What's your situation? I mean? then? And I said I, I don't think there's anything going on for Barkman Quay yeah. in Nelspruit. He said, "Don't worry, I'll talk to a couple of people and I'll try and set you mm-hmm. up in the Nelspruit area." So thanks, Eddie. <laughs> Start market. Yeah. Cool. He's, uh, he's, he's, really bu- he's really built he's really built out the Freestone brand, mm-hmm. fantastic over the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. That's
1: up to the guy. Mm. So yeah, I think a lot of things happening for the future. Mm. Um, things we've got our eye on, dreams, hopes, mm. and um, things we 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 can only dream of. I yeah. want to say it's not that you that you think you sh- it's owed to you. You have to have it, but I mean, there's a lot of beautiful things out there that we dream about, and if we are, are lucky enough that our dreams come true, wow. Well,
2: Amazing. Mm. Well, You're not entitled to anything in life. You have no. to get it. Go get it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think, an important message for us South Africans. We're not entitled to a double cap, four by four,
2: mm-hmm.
0: even if we.
2: If, that, if that's your dream. If, if, if that's pe- what you want. Exactly. No, but I think
0: people think, assume that, you know, everybody's entitled to that. We're not. No, we have to work for it. You have to go
2: work for it.
0: But I think, in in closing, there's never been a better time to launch. Uh, and, I, and for example Ajin, never in the last 25 years that I've been in the industry could you launch a proper brand like we've seen with Inverosh and Musgrave and the likes and I'm excited to see that there's a real opportunity to launch a tonic brand which you've done successfully after one year, we've seen it all around, and I, I really congratulate you all. Well then, and thank you, Bye, thank you, and I hope that uh, a lot of people hear about it. And uh, yeah, we'll thank taste it tonight at the at the White Bales White whiskey. And now it's yeah. It sounds very <laughs> dodgy it's for, for, for Point Road Affairs. And it's at the chairman. Nobody from Durban's ever heard of the chairman. The chairman. Yes. <laughs> <It's> a great That's <laughs> no, a wonderful also, video. Yeah. Okay, thanks for taking the time to visit us. No, thank so, you for having us. On, uh,
1: if I can say something in closing yeah. as well, yeah. may I? Of course. I would like to thank everyone that's been supporting us from the bottom of my heart. And also everyone that is still going to taste the Barker and Quinn, be enlightened. (laughs) Um, All of you guys out out there, it's because of people around us that Barker and Quinn is going to be a success. And we thank you for that.
0: Cheers. Thank you. Like a nice talking.